Hey guys, welcome to Journey Podcast. I'm your host Smita Kanturi. You're going to hear a new segment in Journey Podcast as Coach It Forward. Hope you guys enjoy. Hello everybody. I have Brandon Johnson with me today. He is a personal development coach. With his introductions or previous conversations for me, uh personal development he includes both ways of it where physical and mental health are equal. Welcome to the show Brandon. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. Those that are listening in on this wonderful podcast and sharing this moment with us now live or replay. If there's anything you take from this call is that Miss Smitha is amazing and I'm going to bring <laughs> some energy to this thing that you guys are just going to consume. It's going to be transferable. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. So please go ahead and tell us like is there any story for you to become a personal development coach personally? Mm-hmm. Mm. what is it and how do you connect that with your work right now you know it's first off an amazing question right and the second thing is there any story that aligns me with being a personal development coach you know i don't think there's any specific story but i will give you a testimonial and the testimonial is i'm human that's the testimonial right there see cuz in a weird little way smith that we're all on our own personal development journey you know and and there's two ways to look at it right there's a perspective of problems and then there's a perspective of opportunities mm-hmm. then then there's there's the perspective of allowing what is meant for you to manifest and then there's the perspective of looking at everything that shows up that's quote unquote in your way you know what i mean so to answer your question is there a personal development story or a story that has attached me to this i'm going to say pry not one that's any more special than yours hmm. or any more special to anybody that's listening to this however the standpoint i'm going to enter and remain and sustain through this conversation is one thing and it's perspective it's solid perspective i hope that answers your question in the very beginning of our call but if i need to go further on you let me know what made you to pick up a perspective where it is just not physically even mental health is involved because today we see so many transformation centers outside our gyms our personal trainers who more focused on the physical transformation instead of even focusing on the mental thing as well what made you to think mental health is also equally important for the physical benefit you know so there's the metaphysical meaning mental stuff and then there's the physical however through entrepreneurship personal development career driven individuals that you know basically are residing within this stuff watch this to answer your question what led me to a mental standpoint beyond the physical is exactly that see it's a belief of mine smith of that in order for you to deal with the stresses and the pressures and that that is of the subconscious or the mental or the stress that you have in between you know your two ears in between your own head in order to deal with all of that you have to take control and deal with what you have control over which a lot of times is the body your body See the thing is is if we're trying to convince ourselves of a different perspective that is more positive yet we're not mastering the thing that we have control over which is the physical then how can we deal with the metaphysical 
Hmm. that makes sense? So in order to really kind of encapsulate what I'm trying to say here is between your mind, your body, your spirit, as a personal development master or coach, and I'm still learning this a lot as, you know, as I'm getting through my life is, listen, there is no yin without the yang, meaning you can do all you can to take care of your mind. But if, in your, if you're in a body that is weak, well, now we're losing the battle. If we're in a strong body, right, but then a mindset that isn't the most enabling, well, now our body is going to be victim to our thoughts. So there's a balance between, yes, the mind and the body. But man, if you do not have a spirit of belief, optimism, and or a certain lens that is a positive perspective, well, now we are failing our mind and our body with a spirit that is not capable of getting past something that we're locked inside of. Holy snikes, here we go. <laughs> here we go, Smith. Golly, I hope you stuck around with that. I led you guys around the block with that one. But to answer your question, yes, that's that's essentially what what I do. That's essentially where I reside is the mastery of all three. Okay. So when you're saying mastery of all three, mm-hmm. I see a lot of pictures in your social media more of like physical uh, exercises or something related to physical way of it. When you're talking that you combined all three of it, while you are teaching the physical exercises are like the physical fitness, how do you incorporate the other two into your work? Oh, so it's, that's it's okay. Here we go. So Smith, I'm not sure if you know, and maybe you do, um, but I'm a lifelong martial artist. And there's a, yeah, there's a, there's a common term in the martial arts that says mind, body, spirit. So little background on myself real quick and then i'll get into that is my parents actually met in the martial arts dad opened a school a long time ago many years ago now we have a franchise and wonderful schools and wonderful people but the essence of entrepreneurship was found within that platform however since i was born into martial arts which essentially is the mastery or the self-discovery of your mind, your body, and your spirit. That's all I know. So when you look at my social media or you look at any of the message that I am spreading, a lot of it begins with the physical health of the person because it leads me back to what I just was talking about. In order to deal with the mental, emotional aspect of life, you have to deal with the physical. The reason why I'm always posting, exercising, and and very much, um, how can we say, parallel, parallel exercising and fitness for the busy person, the busy entrepreneur, career-driven individual, is because oftentimes in the industry that I'm in, people neglect themselves first, thinking that they're building something for the future. When okay, you may build a wonderful business, and you may build something that will, you know, have um a certain level of security, whether it be financially, you know, whether it be influentialness, leadership, whatever it is. But at the end of the day, if we're not taking care of ourselves, we're neglecting our physical and our personal health. How sad is it when majority of the United States is obese and they're not able to see everything that's harvesting because they're too busy trying to fight for their health. They're too busy trying to take care of the one thing that they should have in the foundation, and now they're missing everything that they've built. 
you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because, and I'm going to go on a little tangent. I have a daughter. She's not even two. She turns two in June, I believe. Yes, June. And it's so funny because every time I look at her, hold her and play with her, I'm one reminded of what actually matters. She doesn't care about my bank account. She doesn't care about how many hours I put in my accolades and everything. You know what she cares about, Smitha? She cares about time and being present without being out of shape. Because how sad is it when I did all this for my family, but I can't roll around on the ground with my daughter without huffing and puffing. You can't get much lower than that, right? And, you know, it, it may be deep, but then on the on the flip side of it is, you know, I've talked to many entrepreneurs and many people that need help getting back to a place where they can be in a space where they can actually enjoy themselves because they realize that a company is not going to buy their happiness. Their wealth self relies on their health, not their freaking financial bank account. Oh, I mean, we're going in. <laughs> so to answer your question, Smitha, why do I push so much fitness? Why do I push so much that? Well, simply because I built our company, this company, my company, essentially, that has grown, oh, I mean, exponentially, based off of that mastery of your body, so you can master your mind and your spirit. So you can be who you are and build your business off of your core principles rather than principles of others, rather than being a victim to the schedule, because now, if my schedule runs my life, guess what? My priorities don't. So what's the priority in the beginning? Your mind, your body, your spirit. Taking care of mastering this so that you love yourself and then you can express it, show it, and create that reality around you because it's already been established. Here we go, inside of you. Come on. Oh, Smitha! You're lighting me up, Smitha. You're lighting me up. <laughs> when you are working with a person, let's just say you're starting with the physical aspect of them. Yes. But uh, you're also digging into their mental strength or mental abilities or whatever the problems they're having, what, whatever the area that you touch, mm -hmm. but also the spiritual part of it. Can you please pick up a scenario on like how exactly do you do the work? Well, it's, it's wonderful, but it's not just me that does all of the work. As much as I would like to take all the credit of all that, part of being a great CEO is hiring people that are better than you. Maybe not better looking, but better than you, okay? <laughs> hiring people that are smarter than you. They can be smarter than you, but remember, just not better looking, okay? So no, as much as I'd like to take, you know, you know, credit, I, I, I can't do that. The, the team inside of the Limitless Fitness Academy, man, they're the best of the best. And I may be biased, but the fact of the matter is, is I don't work this hard to be mediocre. As Jay-Z would say, you, you know, like I work this hard to stay in the same spot. Yeah. So let me pick this up. In, in the situation of a high achiever in the LFA, while there's familiarity, if I run, own, and operate a personal development coaching we have to keep it personalized to the individual. Yes. Okay. Otherwise, we're defeating the purpose of our company. Everybody comes in in different places, in different spots, as different people. So how do we go ahead and operate through it? Yes, we can get into the nitty gritty and the mission statement and everything else. But I'm just going to go ahead and capitalize it with this. 
we have to meet the individual where they're at in order to take them where they deserve to be. It's not like they come in and then we have the cookie cutter program or we sit, we get them all. No, there is a full on integrational based phase. There is a full on understanding portion that lasts anywhere from 10 days to anywhere from 12 to 14 on the, on the longer end. We have to understand what they can do, what brings them joy, what they do understand in order to create sustainability, right? We have to meet them where they are emotionally, mentally, physically, mind, body, spirit. And then once we do that, not just understand it and say, okay, go. No, we understand where you are. We understand the finish line. We start from the back and we work our way to where we are now, right? To, I mean, to be quite frank, Coach Greg, that's our head coach. He's in, uh, he's, uh, in charge of the fitness department. He has well over 10,000 followers on Instagram. We have a group of well over 2,500 on the verge of breaking 3,000 people inside of Facebook, let alone inside the LFA, there's only 27 people. Trust me, with the charismatic energy that I am here and that I'm giving with, there's a lot of people that, that really, they want change, but sometimes they're not ready for it. They want different, but they are too infatuated with the conditioning of where they've come from. They identify with the past, the traumas, rather than be open to a new and better future. And you want to know how to fix that? You take care of your mind. You take care of your body. You take care of your spirit. And then once I see they're ready for change, that's when I open the door to the LFA. Makes sense. So again, how do we help these people? Well, I can't help them unless they commit. But once they commit, I can guarantee it's not going to happen overnight, but I can happen. We are going somewhere. Yep. Does that make sense? Yep, absolutely. Wonderful, wonderful. When you talk, you sound confident. So wow. what, what is that? <laughs> I did. I hope so. <laughs> sure. How do you build confidence or what do you say to the people who are struggling with confidence issues? Sure. You know, this isn't the first time I've been asked this question as well. Um, I can tell you how to build confidence. It stems from self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Self-esteem is built off of saying and keeping the promises you made to yourself and then doing the action behind it. See, the thing is, is if I say I'm gonna go to the gym and I tell myself that 12 times and I make it to the, I make it to the gym a whole bunch of less than 12 times, meaning I didn't make it at all. Every time I say I'm going to do something and I don't follow through on it, it's like taking an ax to my tree of confidence. So the fact is, is if I cannot be confident within myself, how can I be confident around other people? Right? Confidence is nothing but self-esteem for oneself. How do you build self-confidence? Follow through with the things that you say you're going to do for yourself. Whether that means I'm going to drink a glass of water today, that's what it is. Whether it is I'm going to go up and down these steps more times today than I did yesterday, do it. Whether it's I'm going to read four pages out of this book that's been sitting on my desk for the last four months. And every day that goes that you do not do that action 
and you keep on procrastinating it is just breaking the promises you made to yourself. So what I would tell the individual, start small. When thinking of goals, think small. When thinking of dreams, dream big. Dream big, but make it so that it's so entirely effortless that it's actually more effort not to do the action. Hmm. Right? Take care of your environment. Take care of what you have control over that's going to tell. All right, put it like this. Have you read the book Atomic Habits? Let's say I'm say I'm going to stop watching the freaking Witcher on Netflix. That guy's so hot, by the way. God dang it! If I could be like that guy, holy shit! Henry Cavill, Cavill, shout out to you, homeboy. But stick with me though. If I say I'm going to stop watching Handsome Guy on Netflix, okay? But then I walk into my house and all my couches are pointing towards my TV. What's happening here? I'm setting myself up for failure, right? So instead of saying, oh my gosh, I'm going to stop watching Netflix, the two things that I'm going to say in this situation is control the environment. The second thing is, is don't stop anything, just start something new. Watch this. Uh, Miss Smitha, whatever you do, do not think of an elephant. Oh, man. You see what happened there? The way our minds work is if I tell myself to stop something, the only thing it's going to do is keep it persistent because now I'm resisting it. But if I allow myself to open myself up to starting something new, I'm no longer resisting anything. I'm looking forward to starting something new. So instead of having all my couches face my TV, I'm going to go ahead and turn the TV off, have my daughter hide the remote, which is she's really good at. And then I'm going to take a book and I'm going to put it right on the table in front of those couches. When you're cutting that, when you're saying that, I recently saw a video on YouTube saying a 20 second rule. Yeah. It says exactly the same thing. Every day a person comes home and he just sit there and watch TV, but he wanted to practice his music, but the guitar is in a different room. So he don't want to go there, get the guitar. So mm -hmm. the more he was doing it, he thought like, okay, let me change something. And he put the remote in the other room. He got the guitar and put it right next to the couch. The more he started seeing that, he started practicing guitar than going and finding the remote. Do you see that? Now watch this, Smitha. It is through the repetition of practicing that guitar, he builds the self-esteem and the self-confidence of his ability. Yep. You know what I mean? Oftentimes I tell the high achievers that come in, the heaviest door, or the heaviest weight at the gym is the door. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's just beyond the point of setting yourself up for progress, not perfection. Yes. Right? You know, it doesn't have to be an overnight success. Okay, but then... On the other standpoint, how do you build self-esteem and confidence? Well, take care of your environment. That's the first thing I said. And then the second thing I said was make it so it's more effort not to do it than it is to actually do the action. So what does that mean? What's more effort? Going to look for the remote my daughter hid or just pick up the book? Which one is going to provide more energy or do I have to expend more energy on? And now I'm set up for success. And then through repetition shows habit. Habit leads to enjoyment most of the time if you enjoy what you're doing. And then through this, this is how new identities are created. And this is just one small example on how over the main spectrum we do 
to create identity creation with mind, body, and spirit inside of the Limitless Academy. Limitless Fitness Academy. Oh, I've done my homework. <laughs> you touched on progress versus perfection. Yes. Can you elaborate and talk about it a little bit? You know, um, high achievers like you and myself, sometimes we get really good at being really good at the things we're really good at. And uh, when we get, here we go, really good at the things we're really good at, we like to do it in a certain amount of way. People, humans, typically like to do the things they're good at. And when they run into something that they're not good at, sometimes it hurts the ego. So they say, you know what? There's no point in doing this when I'm really good at this. So they operate from a high performer state, me and you, we're very high performing, we're, we got our schedules in check, we keep time, we're doing all these things. When we run into something that's the exact epitome of it, now we feel like we do not have control. We feel like we do not have confidence. We feel like we do not have a plan. We feel out of place. So then when individuals come into the LFA and they're greeted with something they're not good at, what we preach is, listen, it's not about the result, it's about the routine right it's not about being perfect it's about feeling progress notice how i said feeling progress not seeing it feeling it you'll see your weight go up and down you'll see the good food choices the bad but man if you start to feel like you are actually feeling progress whether it's i'm sleeping better i'm having better sex i'm driving my car and feeling more confidence in my hair when it blows in the wind if you are starting to feel healthier up here or right here or even inside or around you well this is what leads to perfection because if you can allow progression in the process to allow itself to take its place inside of your day-to-day -day routine eventually just like you're really good at doing everything else you're going to get really good at feeling a certain kind of way so it's not about perfect right it's about allowing yourself grace to progress to it you just touched about talking uh talking about change yeah how important do you think change is needed for any individual for example i might be very comfortable at a place where i am i don't really care about what is happening around but if you being a coach how important do you think change is needed for anybody and why do you think it is needed? Yeah, well, if you're not growing, you're dying. Like I said, we specialize with executives, investors, brokerage owners, entrepreneurs, high end, low end, and all about. And oftentimes, there's a lot of people that come in to the LFA where they feel like they're not in a bad place. They're not in a bad spot. It's not like they're dying on a table. They've done very well for themselves. So they're at a point and they're at a place to where a change isn't necessarily something that has to happen, but it is necessary for growth. So to answer the question, uh, changes, what is that? It's by the beholder. Meaning, if I don't think I have a problem, but you see that I have a problem, but I don't think I have the problem, then a lot of times, Smith, I'm not gonna change. Yes. 
So to answer your question, what do I feel like changes? I feel like it's necessary in all areas of life. Because the fact of the matter is, is if I'm not changing for the better, it's inevitable that I'm changing for the worse. There is no sitting still. There is none. The moment I become complacent in my relationship with my fiance is the moment the deterioration of that relationship begins. Right? If I become complacent within my personal health is the moment everything that I work so hard for starts to deteriorate and starts to disintegrate. So if that's the case on pretty much everything, whether it's your health, whether it's your mindset, a lot of people think that once you get into a positive state, a positive mindset, it stays that way. Yeah. No, no, sadly mistaken. It's a muscle. I've that many times. Right, exactly. So what do I feel about change? Me personally, I understand it's necessary and I'm obsessed with it. But change doesn't always necessarily have to be changing a bad thing. It could be changing for the better. And it leads back to that thing called perspective. Sometimes the change can be reversible too. You can fall into bad habits too. It very much can. And watch this. Fall into bad habits, good. It leads to change for better habits. Yeah. There is no yin without the yang. There is no perfection, but there is excellence. You know what I mean? So it's a belief of mine that it's through the pursuit of doing the things I don't want to do builds the discipline for the things that I worked for. And because of that, that was a change in my perspective. And because of that, that's where I go. Now, is it my job to change you? Not at all. Is it my job to change the mind of my girlfriend? If she, if I want to go to Takano's and she wants to go to Red Lobster? No, it's not my job, but I can do what I can to change her perspective. <laughs> right? So change is by the body. Change is by the beholder. If they see it's necessary, it is. But my job is not to motivate you to change for the good or for the bad. It's on that. It's on you. Should that be the case? then we can talk about it. The last thing I'm going to do is get you to believe in something that you can't even see for yourself. Waste my energy. You Golly. <laughs> Dangerous right now. Watch you out. Spoke, you spoke about uh, your parents being martial artists. Both yeah. yeah. But you came into a different journey. Your father has an established martial arts studio or uh, the classes that were running. But... Your journey is completely different compared to the martial arts. So why did you choose to have a separate one instead of picking up where your father is already there? Because it's so, an established one already. You know, it's it's beautiful. And and I mean maybe there was a miscommunication. He has that and I'm still right there with it. Oh yeah. So the way I like to think about it is kind of like Batman. It's I'm CEO by day, martial artist by night. <laughs> right so the the beauty in this though is um privilege perspective again and then understanding whereas i don't have to be you know continuing the tradition of the martial arts that That's has been what my question is you are not continuing completely with that but you started your own work wherever your heart goes yeah. what made you to have that separate line of work instead of just continuing that this is going to be a beautiful answer. Sure. There is no separation. What do you mean? I, I was hoping you'd ask that. 
martial arts is nothing but self-discovery. Oftentimes, people think martial arts is about punching, kicking, self-defense, breaking mm -hmm. bricks, cool tricks, backflips, and cool things. And at the beginning, it is. But once you start to progress within your martial art, the only thing you're starting to do is starting to uncover what you are capable of. Yes. And your ability, your thresholds of pain, your power of moving your body, your understanding of progressing yourself within a mental, mental framing, awareness framing, allowing yourself to be guided by intuition and feeling rather than logic. It's releasing, but at the same time, it's capturing, right? Mm -hmm. So then watch this. How does this pan out? How is there no separation? Because the principles that I built my company on are the same exact. What's the difference, Smith, between personal discovery and personal development? There isn't any. Every time you discover more of yourself, you have the opportunity to what is that? Develop yourself. Every time you develop yourself, you're discovering more on how you can develop yourself. So to answer your question, why did I take a completely different line? Well, at first phase, it may look like that. But the same thing is everything that I'm teaching in my karate classes, I'm running through an online company. Hmm. Everything that is aligned and everything that is there is there. The parallels are there. Can't, could we try to rip these two things apart? I'm sure we could, but it'd be a hell of a lot more less effort just to allow the same principles and the same indoctrinations to diagnose the same exact thing. Mind, body, spirit. As you started your entrepreneurial journey, everybody will have ups and downs. What was your lowest to find and how do you deal with it? Hmm, that's a wonderful question. Um, you know, again, it, it just leads back to perspective on what was the lowest point. The lowest point, I don't know, there's been so many. <laughs> the lowest point is actually just the soil for the best days for the best remedies, for the best solutions, for the best problem answering or the answers to the problems. So this is the deal is I'm naturally an optimistic person. My mind is always a half full, glass half full kind of thing. So whenever adversity shows itself, I see blessing. Whenever problems show itself, I see opportunity. Whenever things did not pan out the way I wanted it to. And there's been many of those. I had the decision on, wait a minute, is this the thing that's going to take me down, break me? Or is this the thing that's going to make me even better? Is this problem I'm facing right now supposed to be here so that I can overcome it and become better? Or is this problem right now here to tell me that I'm not good enough? Because quite frankly, when the problem is there, I am not good enough. But that's through the progression of figuring it out, you become better. And then through the adversity, it introduces you to only who you are. So to answer your question, what's the lowest point? To be honest, my mind has 
basically conceptualized my lowest point as my awakening point on how we're getting better. So it's hard for me to say that was the lowest point of it. Nah, 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 nah. Now, is there pressures? Oh, yeah. Paying payroll, making sure bills are paid, making sure that, you know, you're making the right decisions, not just for yourself, but for all of your employees that are depending on you. And because they're depending on you, they are dependent on you providing a solution that's going to continue to put food on their tables and then making the wrong decision. Perfect. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like there's so many damn things that will try to tear you down. But listen, if there's any entrepreneur out there that's listening to this, entrepreneurship without any kind of faith, whether it's God, whether it's the universe, whether it's just self-belief that you can get the job done, there is no entrepreneurship without belief that you can get it done. Okay. The second thing, you have to close yourself on your mission, on your vision, every single day going forward, despite the circumstances, despite the situation, despite how good, despite how bad, your mind must arrive at your destination before you or anybody else does, right? So then other than closing yourself and other than accepting that adversity, this is the biggest thing. I'm a man of faith. I believe in God and that guy, I mean, he loves me, let me tell you. And I'm not the best Christian in the world, okay? I, I'll tell you that much. But what I am saying for the faithful ones inside of here is your blessings or your things that are meant for you were created before you were. So oftentimes, I'm going to speak to, you know, those that believe in God really quick is oftentimes you make a prayer and you're waiting on God, but that's not it at all. No, God's waiting on you to get your shit together and get out of your own way so that life and everything that is good that is being manifested for you can show up. For me, the hardest thing as an entrepreneur, not the lowest point, but the hardest thing was to realize that I don't have to take everything into my hands. I realized, oh, I'm gonna go freaking make my own luck and I'm gonna go create this profit and create this revenue and get these people in my coaching and change this life and I'm gonna go do these things. When oftentimes I realize that, yeah, I may be infused with all the ingredients to make it happen, but that doesn't mean I have to. If my intention is clear, my certainty is there, and I allow life to bless me on its timing, I'll always be where I am, yep. right? Now, for those that are on the outside of faith, for those that don't believe in necessarily God or a higher power or whatever it is, I'm not talking to you. Sorry, I can't help you. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. No, no, I shouldn't say that. What I'm saying though is, is between belief that you can get it done, closing yourself on your capabilities and abilities every single time, moving out of your own way to let what you are doing in your energy manifest the things that you are working towards. And then the fourth thing, which is probably the biggest thing, is that one of the two things are going to be bigger. Your excuses and reasons why you can't get it done, okay? Or the reason that's outside of you and bigger than you, but it's dependent on you. Absolutely. When you say no to yourself, 
Are you saying no to all the children, all the women, all the men, all the people out there that need you? So what are we focused on? Doing something bigger than us or focus on the one thing that's inside of our own head that is potentially keeping us stuck because our perception is bullshit. <laughs> Come on, Smitha. Come on, Ma. You know that was good. Oh, God. Oh, baby, I'm having fun. What is success in your words? Constant self-improvement. Consistent, constant self-improvement with grace. Not expectation, but grace. Yes, be hard on yourself. But at the same time, give yourself a pat on the back. Yes, be real with yourself. If you're bullshitting yourself, then call yourself out. But then understand that, hey, man, you're not God. Yin, yang. Just do what you can with what you have and at least get 1% better. At least. End of the year, you're 365% better. If you can do that. That's pretty good. What is your biggest goal that you have? And what is the goal for you for this year? Yeah. Did you say biggest role or goal? Goal. Goal with a G? Yes. Biggest goal that I have. And then what was your second question? Is there any goal that you set for this year? Upcoming, okay. whatever. Maybe. Uh... <laughs> oh my gosh, there is. <sighs> Let me show you something. Do you see this tattered, beat up journal here? Do you see that year there? Mm-hmm. That look even by end of November. So it's the end of 2016, beginning of 2017. Okay. I'm gonna go, what is that year? 2018? Oh man, hold on, stick with me. Wait for it, wait for it. Essentially what I'm showing here, 2019. Mm -hmm. But look at, what year is that? Tw oh, okay. 12 gold? Hmm. 12 gold, one for each month. Hmm. The fact of the matter is, watch this. My mentor, I have many, he said, Brennan, write down your 12 goals in under 60 seconds. Go. Got to number three, and I was like, what the heck? He's like, Brennan, what you need to understand is when you live in a world where everything is competing for your attention, and you don't know your 12 goals at the top of your head, your six goals, your three goals, whatever it may be, now you are forever submitting to the plans that the world has for you rather than where your actual focus should be. So then beyond that standpoint, watch this. Every evening and every month, see where it says 12 goals? See where it says 12? See where it says 12? Every day and every night, all I do is sit down in whatever book, what. All these say the same exact thing. So to answer your question, what is the number one goal? The number one goal going into this new year? I would say I have one for each category of life, such as like finances, relationship, so on, so on, personal one. But if I had to bring it down to just number one thing, keep God first in everything that I do. Everything that I do.
everything. That's the number one goal. It's not the easiest, but that's the number one goal. And I can dive even further on that, but this is what I know. I keep God first, my faith first, all of my secondary goals are already taken care of. If the creator has created me, then he already knows where my goals are. Now, does that mean I'm going to be a perfect Christian and ram the Bible down your throat? No, <laughs> probably not, man. Trust me, I'm, he's still working on me, man. But that's what I'm saying is it is through the progression and development of keeping him first. I watch this as above, so below. If I'm from the highest and I'm acting like I'm below what he wants me to be, well, now I got work to do. I keep him first. I'm the best father I can be. I keep his intention first. I'm the best business owner I can be. Right? Best karate instructor, best fiance, best stepdad, whatever that is. Because at the end of the day, I'm not here for me. Right? I'm here just to reflect what I believe is above. Yep. Right? Now, your second question was goal going into new year or was that the first one now that i see 12 goals yeah from you yeah. what is the consolidation of all these 12 goals what are you going to achieve with this 12 goals by end of this year be in a position financially uh to the point where i can do what i would like to without the pressures of 3d world or the pressures of um society basically set up the conceptualized goals that were already manifested to take care of society so that i can do what i'm supposed to at a higher level be so blessed that i can bless other people's minds bodies spirits and pockets <laughs> okay right but it's hard to give things that you don't already have right so to really just kind of capitalize on it. Why do I do what I do? Well, one, because I have the perspective that I can. Two, if I don't, then what the hell is the point of living? And three, man, part of having a list is checking it off. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, lady. Come on. But it's, I think the highest act of human service is to inspire. Agreed. You know, I believe if I can inspire something in you as another human being, just to make you think differently, act differently, or maybe act more of what you already are, or to coexist along a certain belief system, or to, you know, gift you something new, or to start something new. And all I know is it's hard to change the world, but it's very easy to change the world for one person. Right? So if I can do that, holy shit, I just changed somebody's world by existing, right? I'd also like to buy my mom about two and a half houses. Why not? <laughs> uh, okay. you know, that'd, be, that'd be fun too. That'd be cool too. Yeah. One last question. Sure, sure. What is your secret of energy? Your energy. You are like so energetic, even almost like it is end of the day, at mm. least like work time. Mm. You seem to be so energetic, happy, and with a positive radiance, I can say. Mm -hmm. What is that one secret that you think it is going to be useful for everybody? 
So I'm so happy you bring this up because the first thing I said on this call was I'm going to deliver energy that's going to be so transferable. Of course. <laughs> that was even the before, Even before you get into the call, I was, I, I had that question to ask. Yeah. So I've been on five podcasts since December 2nd. And they always ask me this question at the last question. And this is the thing is like, I'm not going to say I don't necessarily know how to answer it. Um, because I get this, you know what, the energy is so much that I get asked this a lot. Are you high? Are you drunk? Or what are you on? <laughs> you can answer all three of them for me. <laughs> know. You know, so, oh man, the secret Okay. You know, oh my gosh. Um, I'm going to answer this from the heart as I have answered all these other questions. The secret is there is no secret, but I will tell you this. It is the identification from a young age that I didn't just think I was different. I believed it. And then it was accepting the fact that my environment is always giving me energy mm -hmm. okay. it's it's open it's opening myself up and realizing that there is no good there is no bad all there is is energy but with the energy that is given i can choose to direct it I can choose to manipulate it. I can choose to allow it to be myself. And here's the thing, Smitha, you're just as energetic as me. You just express it a different way. you right. Now there's three different categories here. The first one is people have the energy, but they're scared to show it because they're too obsessed with what other people are going to think of them. They're too obsessed of sticking out, standing out. They're too much in their own head that they are too afraid to let it out unless they're in a place where they can feel comfortable. Unless they're a little bit drunk. Unless, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they are in, in a place where they're going to be judge-free. Judge-free. Then the second portion is that people carry the energy, but they're reactive with it. People will come in and then they'll give the energy or they will try too hard. They'll try too hard to give too much energy to the point where now we could just see that they're just trying too hard. And then by the end of the day, it leads back to not wanting to be judged in a certain lens. And then you have the third, I am who I am. And I could give two shits about what you think about me. <laughs> <laughs> I am who I am. I do what I do. This isn't confidence. This is just belief that I am different and I'm going to believe it because you're different. The people who are listening to it is different. Anybody and everybody who hears this is different, but it's the mastery of your mind, your body, your spirit that allows you to have abundant energy because I am no longer worried about things that are outside of me because I've developed and discovered myself to the point where I'm always developing and discovering myself. Now, am I perfect? I don't think my fiance thinks so. Been working on it, been working on it, but it's just not good, man. 
It's always something. <laughs> always something. But you know what? Hey, instead of being upset by it, hey, there's a challenge or there's an opportunity for me to continue to give myself grace, give myself space to fall in love with myself so that I can show you that it's okay to love you. I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here to, uh, you know, make it seem like I have to understand you. I'm here meeting you where you are. And then through that, I can take you somewhere. So what's the secret of the energy? Long story short, don't, don't necessarily give too much power to other influences to predicate or to dictate how you show up to the world. Right? You choose. You choose. Honestly, something I'm already teaching my daughter. She can't even speak right. But I'm teaching her how to teach other people how to treat her. Absolutely. That is more important. You know what I mean? Very important, actually. It's not me intercepting it. No, it's me teaching her how to teach other people how to treat her. And more importantly, how to treat others. But... All we live in is a mere reality. The thing I'll leave us with, all right, and this is pretty powerful. This has kind of been inside of uh, my head since the, since the beginning of the year. Oftentimes we can feel like we are a part of something bigger than ourselves. Oftentimes we can feel very alone being in such a big world, right? Comparison is always there. You know, we live in a world where we have access to anyone at any time, anything. This is what I'm going to say to really caps capsulize and capitalize and isolate you in this moment, Smitha, myself, and anybody who is listening to this or the recording. I want you to stop where you are. I want you to look up, whether you're driving, whether you're texting at the gym, wherever you may be to look up and think of this, everything that you're seeing, everything that you're looking at, everything that is in front of you and that you are beholding in your eyes. You are the only person in the entire world, the entire universe that is seeing and feeling what you are seeing and feeling in this moment from this perspective. Absolutely. So yeah, we live in a big world, but the world that matters is the one that's in between your ears, the one that's behind your eyes, the one that's inside of your chest. Okay, thank you for tuning in and you can find me on all the socials at Smitha Gunturi and the show notes for any resources mentioned. See you next week. Take care.